Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Bridge Hunters Chronicles News Flyer for October 29th, 2023. I'm Jason Smith. This is our first podcast in three weeks, as during the first week of absence, we had some technical issues, including one involving one of the social media pages, Facebook, which kept us from posting our podcast. The following week, we paid tribute to the victims of the Hamas attack in Israel, which is comparable to the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001 in the United States. And most recently, a powerful hurricane slammed Europe, causing widespread destruction, including its bridges. We will mention that story in this week's podcast. We will also be playing some catch-up on bridge stories from the last few weeks. Here they are that you'll be listening to in this extended podcast. Hurricane Babette wreaks havoc in Europe. Yankee Jim suspension bridge in California to be replaced. Historic bridge will remain. Swinging bridge in Wyoming to be replaced. Future of the historic trust bridge spans still in question. Historic bridge in Pipestone, Minnesota to be restored. New hope for the Cascade Bridge in Burlington, Iowa. Historic Bertram Bridge near Cedar Rapids salvaged and now in its new home. Historic Arch Bridge in Cowley County, Kansas now in the National Register. Historic Wilton Bridge in England to be restored stone by stone and cable by cable. And a rare Hail Mary attempt to save a historic railroad pedestrian bridge in Ohio from becoming history. Plus a reminder of the Bridge Hunter Awards and the Bridge Hunting Series, both set to take place in December. Now the news. Edinburgh, Scotland, Flensburg, Germany. Crews are cleaning up after a massive storm wreaked havoc in northern Europe, bringing with it high winds, tidal waves, and massive flooding. Hurricane Babette, called Barbet, pounded the North Sea coasts of Scotland and England on Wednesday of Thursday of last week before making its way to the Baltic Sea on Friday and Saturday, causing flooding and widespread damage to Denmark and northern Germany. In the UK, several bridges were damaged or washed away, including a pedestrian bridge at Glencova Angus in England which was filmed and featured on the BBC. Another bridge in Scotland, the Bridge of Dunn, has been closed to all traffic because flooding created a sinkhole inside the stone arch structure that was built in 1787. Engineers and journalists at New Civil Engineering warned that such storms will become intense and therefore more sinkholes in the bridges will appear, thus threatening their structural integrity. In Germany, flood damage was widespread from Flensburg to Usedom, Yet the areas in Flensburg and along the Flensburg shore were the hardest hit, with sea bridges being destroyed, bridges damaged or wiped out, and boats being pushed onto land. Fortunately, some of the popular structures, such as the covered bridge at Gelting Bay, the Bridge of Friendship at the Danish border in Basisleben, and the split railroad bridges at Hafenspitze and Flensburg survived the floods without incident. Dikes were also breached, causing evacuations of over 2,000 residents in villages such as Maasholm and Langbaligal. The city of Flensburg broke a 119-year-old flood record as levels reached 2.27 meters above flood stage. We have some links available for you so that you can donate your time and resources to help those affected and to rebuild. You'll find them at the end of the newsletter article. Colfax, California Work will begin soon to replace the historic suspension bridge spanning the North Fork of the American River, but the historic structure will remain for recreational use. The Yankee Jim Suspension Bridge is a wire suspension bridge for Latisse Pony Trusses that's located 7 miles east of the nearest town of Weimar 
and Interstate 80. It's located next to Devil's Falls, Split Canyon, and the Mexican Gulch. The wire suspension bridge has a total length of 210 feet, with the main span being 204 feet. It was built in 1930, replacing the deck truss bridge that was built in 1884, but collapsed the same year its replacement was built. Placer County officials are planning to replace a suspension bridge after concerns arose from the 2012 Robbers Forest Fire, which destroyed hundreds of homes and scorched thousands of acres of land in the area where the bridge is located. The new bridge will enable fire and rescue crews to get to the scene of the emergency much quicker than the curved roads and steep hills the bridge offers. However, given the historic nature of the structure, the plan is to construct a higher fixed span located downstream from the historic suspension bridge while leaving it in place to serve as a pedestrian crossing. Given its proximity to the aforementioned places, having such a historic bridge in place will foster tourism in the area and enable people to use the bridge leisurely without having to deal with vehicular traffic using the structure. Such an arrangement exists with a nearby Iowa Hill suspension bridge located upstream. The replacement project is currently in the preliminary stages, as an informational meeting was held two and a half weeks ago. There is no word on what type of bridge will be built to replace the historic suspension bridge. The project is expected to begin sometime in 2025. We'll keep you posted on the developments. Jackson Hole, Wyoming Crews have closed down an important but popular crossing over the Snake River in anticipation for it to be replaced. The Swinging Bridge is a three-span, pin-connected Pratt through-truss bridge with Howlettes portal and V-lace strut bracings. Both the struts and the portals are supported by 45-degree heel bracings. Originally built in 1915 as a five-span bridge in Wilson, three of the spans were relocated to Jackson Hole in 1938, where it had carried Swinging Bridge Road until its closure this past Monday. The bridge had been shut down once before on April 16, 2015, when a truck towing a tree spade crashed into the bridge, causing damage to the bridge's portal bracing and wooden decking. Repairs were made in September of that year, and the driver was forced to pay $150,000 of damages in a court ruling in 2016. Teton County identified the bridge as fracture critical and in need of repairs, thus qualifying for federal funding for the project. Ryman Corporation, a Cheyenne company, was the sole bidder and bid the project for about $10.3 million, about $3.6 million more than what the county anticipated the project would cost. Teton County signed off on a 9.51% match payment at $1.3 million. The bridge and the road will remain closed until June of 2025 to complete the replacement project. Detours have been posted. Locos and Historical Society are working with government officials to preserve at least a portion of the bridge. Whether and how that will be done remains open as discussions were ongoing at the time of this podcast. We'll keep you posted. Pipestone, Minnesota. Work will soon be underway to restore a Works Progress Administration-built historic bridge located near a state park in southwest Minnesota. The Split Rock Creek Bridge is a single-span stone arch bridge built in 1938 by the WPA using stone from a quarry in Pipestone, which is now part of the National Monument. The bridge is 50 feet long and is located at the south entrance to the state park, bearing the same name as the bridge and the creek itself, near the town of Eland. It has been listed as a National Historic Monument, and according to the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the bridge is, quote, 
as significant for its high artistic value as an outstanding example of an ornamental park bridge and as the largest stone arch span of any active highway bridge in Minnesota. Close quote. A bid of just under $1.1 million was approved by the county commissioners on September 26 to restore the bridge. Restoration and construction services out of Clearwater, Minnesota will be doing the work, which will include removing the roadway and fill above the stone arch, repointing of all of the stone masonry on the interior and exterior, installing waterproofing to protect the upper surface of the arch before the fill is replaced, and reconstructing deteriorated sections of the railings and upper wing walls using the replacement stones from the Jasper Quarry if necessary, according to information from MnDOT. The process to restore this unique bridge began in 2015 when it was identified as one of 15 historic bridges for which MnDOT was seeking federal grant dollars to do the repair and preservation work. Originally estimated at $730,000, the cost for restoring the historic structure has since doubled to $1.4 million, according to estimates. State funding was successfully sought to document the structure and this year for receiving the funding for the project. Construction is expected to begin next year and could take up to two years to complete. Access to the state park will remain open, but only on the north end. And now the headlines. In western Germany, two viaducts were imploded this past weekend. In the state of Hesse, crews demolished a 135-meter-long viaduct that used to carry Highway B49 past Basilich-Heckhausen, which is located between Wetzlar and Limburg. The bridge was rendered useless as the highway was bypassed three kilometers away from the town. In Wuppertal in North Rhine-Westphalia, crews brought down the Eichehofer-Weg viaduct that used to cross an important motorway junction at Wuppertal Nord. It was part of the project to rebuild the entire motorway junction. Both structures were over 60 years old and had approached the end of their structural lives after enduring extensive wear and tear. In Aue, Saxony, Germany, a restaurant located near the former historic bridge is closing its doors for good. The Reichenhaus restaurant is located in a building that was built in the 1650s and was located next to the Buckau Arch Bridge, in German, the Reichenhausbrücke, before the 150-year-old structure was torn down and replaced with a modern span in 2019. The stone arch remains are located next to the site to serve as a historic marker. The restaurant owners are retiring after more than 30 years and are currently looking for a new owner that will take over the property and possibly reopen the restaurant. In Bad Schlema, near Aue in Saxony, crews have reopened an historic railroad bridge for the first time in almost a half a century. The three-span stone arch bridge was built in 1858 and was the oldest structure along the river and the lone structure was skewed arch spans. Since its reopening two weeks ago, cyclists have been cycling along the new alignment of the Molde bike trail which runs past the train station on the eastern bank of the river for over 3 kilometers, which is better than having to bike on the main highway, which is laden with curves and falling rocks. In Saarbrücke, work is about to begin to restore the Altebrücke, which spans the river Saar. The 470-year-old stone arch bridge originally featured 14 arch spans, yet only the main ones over the river exist. The restoration work will include restoring the bridge to rebuild it to its original glory, together with the adjacent Theaterplatz Square. A temporary bridge has been erected to allow for pedestrians and cyclists to use the bridge once the two-year restoration project begins next year. In Palma, on the island of Mallorca, a historic pedestrian bridge is coming down. 
The steel arch structure was built in 1925 and used to connect the Hotel Mediterraneo with the swimming pool. Despite attempts to save the structure, the Spanish and regional governments both declared the bridge to be historically insignificant, thus clearing the way for the wrecking ball. When it will come down remains open. And in Athens, Georgia, a bridge located at a local cemetery is now open to traffic. On October 4th, the structure was reopened in the grandest way with a dinner and entertainment on the bridge itself, with hundreds attending. Fundraising also took place to help cover the cost for restoration. The Pratt Through Trust Bridge was built in 1899 by George King and was restored last year, which included repairs to the bridge parts as well as new decking and support beams. Now back to the news. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Back in April of this year, the Bridge Hunters Chronicles first reported on the relocation of the Bertram Road Bridge, an 1876 product of the Wrought Iron Bridge Company that spanned the Indian Creek and Bertram Road for 147 years. At that time, workers tried to move the bridge off its foundations only for it to collapse. Judging by the appearance of the bridge in its position, there was a 50-50 chance that it would be preserved. Fast forward to the end of October, and we see a totally different story for the wrought iron Pratt and Post through truss bridge with ornamental Tonlatis portal and heel bracings. The bridge has been rebuilt and is successfully relocated to the Indian Creek Nature Center. The question is, how did this happen? According to their webpage, crews surveyed the damage to the bridge only to find many bridge parts that were too rusted to a point where some sections were removed in its entirety and others were replaced with similar bridge parts. The end result was a nine-panel through-truss bridge having been reduced to five panels, yet the historic integrity has changed little. This was all done by disassembling the entire bridge, doing the aforementioned work, delivering the bridge parts by truck, which occurred on September December 26, and lastly, reassembling the shortened version of the span on new stone abutments. What is left to do with the truss bridge is repainting it to resemble its true blue color, and constructing the trail and approaches that lead to the bridge. That is expected to be done most likely in the spring due to the upcoming winter season. If all goes well, the Blue Bridge will be graded with hikers and cyclists by the beginning of next summer. As for its replacement bridge, where the truss bridge once stood, it has opened to traffic. Work was completed three weeks ago despite some finishing touches that have yet to be done. And while we're in Iowa, we will head to Burlington on the Mississippi River, where a big step has been taken to rehab and reopen the Cascade Bridge, which has been closed to traffic for years. The Baltimore Deck Trust Bridge was built in 1896 by the Milwaukee Bridge and Ironworks Company, as well as Boynton and Varnier of Cedar Rapids. The steel was provided by Carnegie Steel. It's listed on the National Register of Historic Places. The 490-foot-long structure was closed to vehicular traffic in 2008 and to pedestrians in 2018 due to structural deterioration. Since then, the bridge has been a controversy over which talk was whether to tear the structure down and replace it or if it should undergo an extensive rehabilitation. The majority of the city favors having the bridge as the Great River Road is the main artery connecting the southern neighborhoods with the business district. However, there is some good news that will shift in favor of restoring the National Historic Monument. Great River Road was designated as an All-American Road in February 2022 because of its proximity going along the Mississippi. This past May, the city was awarded a grant worth $1 million 
from the National Scenic Byway Program for the Cascade Bridge Project. That award was celebrated earlier this month. With additional support plus possible grants available for restoring the bridge, the City Council is looking at ways on how to restore and reopen the bridge with hopes of it uh, serving traffic in the near future. One of the questions to be answered is whether to reopen the crossing as a vehicular crossing, which will require weight restrictions, or just simply restrict it to solely pedestrians and cyclists. No matter what the decision, they all have their pros and cons, but having the bridge reopened and restored will generate a lot of revenue for tourism and help reboost the town's financial coffers. We will continue to follow the story and keep you posted on the latest developments. Arkansas City, Kansas Cowley County is well known for the 16 stone arch bridges scattered throughout the rural areas. Many of these bridges are more than 100 years old and are still in use today. One of the bridges, known as the Spring Creek Stone Arch Bridge, was recently accepted for inclusion in the State Register of Historic Places and has been recommended by the state for inclusion in the National Register. Also known as the Dr. Snyder Bridge, Stone Arch Bridge was built in 1935 and spans a creek on 262nd Road. The bridge is the youngest of Stone Arch Bridges and was built during the time of the Works Progress Administration, which was administered by President Franklin Roosevelt, as most of the Stone Arch Bridges built in the county constructed between 1870 and 1920. The county originally had built 18 of these Stone Arch Bridges between 1870 and 1935. According to recent news stories, it had taken 10 years on the part of the Historical Society to have the bridge listed. The clincher came with an oral story from a 103-year-old resident who lives near the bridge and mentioned the story of its construction. With the listing on National Register will come possible funding to restore the bridge and make it a tourist attraction. Concerns about the bridge's weight limit has been mentioned as trucks have crossed the structure without limit. That has already resulted in one of the Stone Arch bridges being scheduled to be replaced at the Pudden Bridge at 232nd Road. It's unknown whether the three-span Stone Arch Bridge will remain once the modern span is built next year. A guide on Stone Arch Bridges can be found in a Newsflyer article. Congratulations on the Dr. Center Bridge being nominated to the State Register. Teesdale, England A rare iron suspension bridge is scheduled to be reconstructed. The World 10 Suspension Bridge was built in 1831 as part of the project to create the Standrup to Greta Bridge Turnpike. It's a grade 2 structure and is considered the oldest road suspension bridge with deck totally supported by iron chains and is the earliest surviving example of iron chain suspension bridge with twin battered masonry pylons on each end, both in the UK. In 1914, the structure was assessed and was recommended with a 3-ton weight limit to be imposed, which has remained in place to date. In December of 1942, Prime Minister Winston Churchill stood on the Royalton Bridge to watch soldiers train in the meadows on the South Bank, wait to the River Tees, and then tackle the steep Durham Cliffs. Due to fears of a potential collapse, the bridge was fenced off in December 2021 and has remained off-limits ever since. Plans have begun to restore the suspension bridge to its original glory. According to the news story, quote, A compound will be constructed on site in the autumn, followed by the installation of the cable crane to dismantle the bridge piece by piece, before restoring and rebuilding the structure to its former glory. End quote. Currently, the application of approval is being considered by Historic England and wants approved work and start right away. It is not known how long the project will take, but given the delicate nature of the bridge, the restoration work on this bridge may take at least two years to complete. And our last story takes us to Toledo, Ohio, 
and with that, a last-minute attempt to save a historic bridge from becoming a pile of rubble that is best compared to a Hail Mary pass in American football. The Sumner Street Bridge, which is located south of Toledo's Amtrak station, is a two-span Pratt-through-Trust bridge with Latisse portal and strut bracings and riveted connections. It was built in 1888 and renovated in 1904 to carry vehicular traffic. The construction of I-75 in the late 1950s and 60s closed the bridge to vehicular traffic, but pedestrians have continued to use it. Today, plants and grass cover much of the bridge's ground surface. A grassroots organization formed and is hoping to save the bridge from demolition. Dave Weber, who heads the organization, brought this matter up three weeks ago at the city council meeting and said it in the interview with the local newspaper, saving the historic bridge and restoring it would attract visitors and enhance the neighborhood while providing an upgraded path for bicyclists and pedestrians from the Old South End to the Warehouse District. Attempts to remove the bridge has been sought by Norfolk and Southern Railroad, also known as NS, for the last six years as it presents a hazard for trains to pass underneath it. According to NS officials, quote, the bridge does not meet the current railroad safe clearance standards and poses a potential hazard for trains traveling under it, close quote. The city council added that it had not been inspected within the last six years. The first attempt was stalled in 2018 and subsequently failed. The second attempt has gained traction with the Toledo City Council. According to NS Railways, it would cost $1 million to remove the bridge alone. It would cost just as much to jack up the bridge to fulfill the railroad clearance standards, according to Weber. The costs do not include a new pedestrian crossing if the historic structure was moved, nor does it include the restoration of the bridge should the bridge remain intact and heightened to fit the standards. The city of Toledo has sought to remove many old bridges that have either been abandoned or do not meet the current standards with a high success rate within the past 15 years. This includes tearing down all the downtown Skyway bridges and removing the truss bridges spanning railroad tracks and water lakes. Whether the oldest bridge in Lucas County will be saved in the last minute will be seen in the coming weeks. Regardless of which decision, the next steps will take just as long, if not more, to complete. We'll keep you posted. A couple of reminders as we approach the last month before voting starts on the Bridge Hunter Awards. We are still collecting entries for the 2023 Bridge Hunter Awards between now and December 1st. We have 11 categories for you to choose from. Enter as many in and as many categories as you want. If you have some candidates that deserve international recognition, click on the link. There you will find the contact form and the email address so that you can submit your entries. For best bridge photo, please submit your photos in JPEG format. Voting will begin once the entries close on December 1st. The winners will be announced on January 21st of next year. Best of luck and looking forward to your entries. And also, we are collecting bridge hunting stories for our series that will be presented in December. If you have some stories of bridge hunting that you would like to share, click on that link and feel free to send me your stories. They will be posted including the photos. If you want some inspiration, check out the stories that were posted on the Bridge Hunting Adventures by Jonathan Parrish and David Backlund earlier this year on the Chronicles as we pay tribute to them. This podcast is dedicated to those affected by the current Middle East conflict. We stand in support for a peaceful solution that all sides will benefit from. There is no tolerance for violence that has been happening over there regardless of background. It is also dedicated to the people affected by the Storm Babbitt in the Baltic Sea, especially in the British Isles, Scandinavia, and Northern Germany. As mentioned earlier, Flensburg and Holness, one of the hardest hit areas, have considered been the third home for me and my family 
for many years. And we have some great memories there when we go up there in the summertime. We stand behind you as you rebuild in those areas as well as the others that have been devastated. If you want to contribute to the cost, click on the link and choose the areas you want to help. They will appreciate your support. And that's it for this extended version of the Bridge on the Chronicles News Flyer. I'm Jason Smith. Thank you for listening. Follow the Chronicles directly on the web, wherever you get your podcasts, and in the social media pages. Remember, the Chronicles is also available on Koo and Treebill. Remember, your bridge matters. Talk to you next week, and until then, happy bridge hunting and happy trails till we meet again. Bye now.